Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Hillary Ramos Show, Matters for Mind, Body, and Spirit Talk Radio, dedicated to inspiring the human spirit and helping to raise the collective vibration one show at a time. Hi, I'm Hillary Ramos. Thank you for joining me this hour. I look forward to a journey filled with inspiration, laughter, and love. I hope to travel with you every week across the World Wide Web, and I send each and every one of you love and light as we walk the journey together. During the show, I invite you to call in. I am taking questions for this evening. You can also send your emails to me directly at hillary at hillaryremo.com. I also would like to remind you I'm available for private readings done from the phone anywhere in the world. You can find all of that information on my radio homepage right here on bbsradio.com. I invite you to join me this hour for part two of discussing my new book, Money Matters for Mind, Body, and Spirit, Understanding Your Relationship with Abundance. A few weeks ago, we began by discussing the four sacred aspects of self and understanding how our physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental relationship with money affects our lives and how to balance them in order to attract what you want to create and change in your life. For those of you who missed that show, it is available on my archive page. The next hour, we're going to discuss the seven laws of financial evolution, and yes, I mean evolution as discussed in my new book. I'm taking calls this hour, so if you have a question relating to your relationship with money and abundance, call me and let's get real about your relationship with money. Once we are free, once we, you know, I just want to say before we start, once we free ourselves from the mindsets of others that do not belong to us, a process of disintegration begins. We see how subtle manipulation has worked us like a piece of putty, good intentions or not, it doesn't matter. Only then, when we have discarded what no longer serves us, are we able to act from a place of empowered movement in our lives and in the world. The seven lessons of financial evolution are, in fact, founded from the journey of self into self, looking within and seeking answers that only you have for yourself. We are creatures who like to look outside of ourselves constantly, seeking others to tell us what to do at every step. However, doing so slowly leaks our personal power and gives it away to others, creating a dysfunctional and unhealthy codependent relationship that strips us of our own energy and power. The seven lessons of financial evolution, as discussed in my book, are stepping stones to reclaiming your power and your life. They are a map of sorts, giving you direction without taking the mystery of the journey away. The first lesson we're going to discuss tonight is called Balancing the Four Sacred Elements of Self. Now, I did go into this in great depth at my la- on my last show, so you- I really highly recommend you go back into my archives and listen to that particular show. Tonight, we're going to talk about it as a lesson for financial evolution. Your physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental sides have to be healed. Finding your wounds and your own voice is a necessary part of it. You know, if you're driving a car and one of the four wheels went flat, you wouldn't get very far without repairing it. The same goes for weaknesses that exist within one of our four sacred aspects of self. And we have a caller. Hi. Hi. Hi, Hillary. Hi. Who am I speaking to? Tina. Hi, Tina. Do you have a question for me tonight? Well, I I just tuned into your show. I've been wanting to listen, and I've just got the opportunity this afternoon. I do have a question. You said, are you inviting questions regarding money? Whatever you'd like to talk about, but yes, we are talking about money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, I'd love to ask about money. I'd love to see my money picture um, clear up. Your money, I'm sorry, hon, you need to speak up just a touch. My, my money picture, I'd love to see that become um, more stabilized. Okay, so let's talk about that for a second. Do you mind? No, not at all. <laughs> so when you say you want to see your money pick up a bit, what do you mean exactly by that? You want to create more of it in your life? Yes. Okay. And are you happy with all aspects of your life at this particular time? Oh, heavens no. Mm-hmm. No, so right. when, you, when you decide, when you set your intent to create more money, what happens is, why don't you talk to me a little bit about how money comes into your life. Talk to me a little bit about your bills and, and just the practical side of, 
of life, your job, do you live paycheck to paycheck? You don't have to get too specific because we're live, obviously, talking to the whole world. <laughs> but talk a little bit about what the practical, physical aspects of your life with your money are at this moment. Um, it is uh, paycheck to paycheck, and it's almost running mm-hmm. each paycheck. And I, I work in a freelance uh, arena, and I work on creating... Um, projects so that I can uh, bring in more money and I enjoy what I'm doing. It's just the money aspect. Good. That's very important. That's a very important thing is to love what you do because very few people can say that they do that. Are you married? No. Okay. So do you have children? They're all adults. Okay. So they're out of the house. You support yourself? Um, I have... um, some parts of my family live with me. Okay. Do you support them financially? Uh, um, a little bit. A little bit. You know, I pitch in. Um, so let's talk about real quick. Okay, that gives me a nice foundation of where to start. You're living paycheck to paycheck. You do freelance projects. You take on different things. Um, how much more money would you like to bring into your life? Gosh, about twice as much about twice as much. So let's start there, okay? Let's set the intention that that is what you want to make and that's what you would like to now bring in. And we're gonna be, I'm going to be talking about this tonight, so this is a good show to, to keep in tune with tonight because we're talking, I'm going to be talking about the, the seven lessons of financial evolution. Did you listen to my first show, the part, the part one? You know, unfortunately, I'll have to go back to the archives. I just haven't had the time to listen yeah. to the shows I'd like to. Yeah. Well, when you get a chance, it will serve you well to go back and listen to that particular show. Um, so the first thing we're going to talk about, you and I, is setting the intention to double your income, okay? Because the universe cannot give you what you're not asking for, right? Yeah. So if somebody's indecisive about how much or how, much, how they want to change their life, how they want, you know, what particular aspects do they want, change, if they're not specific, the universe is kind of sitting on the outskirts of our consciousness saying, okay, I'm I'm ready to give you whatever you want, but you have to ask for it. So we're going to start by asking for twice the amount of money that you make. Now, the next thing is you have to be prepared for that to come in in whatever way the universe shows it, okay? It may not be the way we would like it to be. It may not be the ideal thing that we would assume would happen. Because we have to let go of the attachments of how finances change or how money comes into our life. You know, you're a freelance writer, correct? Yes, and I, I do some other uh, freelance uh, work. Mm-hmm. So maybe perhaps you might get an, uh, you know, an offering to do something totally unrelated to what you're doing, but it may increase your money. So it, it's for, the second thing we're going to do is let go of attachments of how that is going to be given to us, okay? So it starts by taking, taking the time to set the intention. Write it down on a piece of paper. I want to increase my income to, you know, twofold. I want to double what I'm making right now, okay? And then once you've set the intention, you let go of any attachments of how that comes into your life, all right? You just kind of fold that piece of paper up, create a little altar, if you will, you know, light a candle, lay out a nice piece of red material and just put it on there with some pictures of things that inspire you, things that raise your vibration to create a happier space, a sacred space. And I'll be talking about that tonight too. Um, And then once that's done, walk away from it and let it go. And don't worry. Don't let worry or doubt or fear come into that that sacred space whatsoever because that will lower the vibration of it and and kind of cancels out the intent. It's like it works as an eraser in in a sense. Um, So once you've let go of the attachments of how that will manifest, then you have to practice on staying open to how that's going to come into your life. But the key here is taking the action at the same time. You have to act on this, okay? It's not something that's just going to be hand-delivered on a silver platter. So if something comes up, you know, say somebody makes a phone call and says, hey, I, I know I heard this is happening or, you know, this opening is here or this, that, something. Then it's up to you to make the call or to follow through with the action side of it. Okay? We're human beings. So being human means we have to move out and take that action to actually achieve it. Being is the part of us that sits back and is open and receptive 
to how that's going to change in our life. Um, and, you know, you have to ask yourself, do you really want that change? That's one of the biggest things I think happens when I talk to people or I do readings with somebody. They're called financial readings, but what happens is we really go deeply into the sacred aspects of self, your physical life, your emotional life, your spiritual and your mental aspects of self. And we find where the weaknesses are in that sacred wheel of self, and we go deeply into that work. So you might want to have a private session with me so we can go a little more deeper into some of the aspects. Um, what do, what are, if you could do anything in this lifetime, what would you be doing? Writing. Writing? Yes. So you, you're really passionate about it. That's wonderful that you're already doing that. You know, it's just so great to see somebody aligned with their sacred self. <laughs> <laughs> Well, is there anything else that we could talk about tonight, or did I answer your question, or would you like me to go a little deeper? Well, are you? I, I'm. I haven't really listened to your shows before, so I'm not sure if it's okay to ask anything about relationships. Sure. Oh, it is. Okay. Sure. Um. Yeah, I, I'd like to see what you're picking up on me and my romantic partner. Um, you know, it's interesting because even though I talk about people's relationship with money, you can take that word money and substitute it with anything. Um, are you happy right now with your relationship? Oh, no. Okay. Um, is there, you want to talk, talk to me a little bit more about what your relationship, what you feel comfortable sharing. Well, uh, we've been together for five years, but there's no, um, he, he, he's just never going to, he's happy with the way it is. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not happy with the way it is. And he uh, pitches in uh, financially, but that's been a real shaky ground between us. And That's been a real what? I'm sorry, dear. Shaky. shaky. Okay, okay. Shaky and ground. I'm working to become financially stable so I don't uh, rely on mm -hmm. the relationship. Okay. So have you been staying with this person because of money? Yeah. Yeah. And I really would like to become financially stable so that I can really look at, uh, you know, him in a different way. Mm -hmm. Well, let's Imagine for a moment, if you will, that you have all the money in the world and that money is not an issue. Would you be with this particular person? Um, you know, when you put it like that, I think I might want to stay with him because mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of upside to the relationship, but it's uh, it's far from it's you know I, I, a lot of a lot of it is a void you know it's not fulfilling that's a good that's a good thing if you can say that if you had all the money in the world and money was not an issue in your relationship with your partner then that's a good thing that means that there's 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 good energy there there's some hope for the relationship that it isn't about money which is good um, but does he support you in your dreams yeah yeah he good. does and the thing about him, this person, is I was alone, you know, on my own, raising my kids for a couple of decades. I I just didn't date or do anything like that, and I explored internal housekeeping, became very uh, much more my own person, and then he and I became connected with each other in this relationship, and I'm I'm just... I'm just not wanting to be alone. You know, I know what it means to be alone, and I'm glad I was alone during those many years, but I don't want to do that again. Do you feel alone in this relationship? You know, I do, but I always felt alone in other relationships, too. So mm -hmm. I look back at these other relationships, and, I mean, there were problems in the other relationships, and I made a more a mountain out of a molehill. You know, I just... I didn't try to work through things. Uh -huh. I, I wouldn't mind having a different relationship, but I'm not ready to walk away from this one. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe you're ready to have a different relationship with him. I Yeah, I just 
he's happy with the relationship, though. He's not wanting to change anything. And what if you could change something about it, what would you change specifically? Well, he um, enjoys the company of other women whenever he can have it. And uh, typically it's platonic, but um, he's not, he's a wanderer. Mm -hmm. And um, it takes a lot of energy on my part so that doesn't happen, you know, to keep his interest. I feel like I'm dancing through hoops a lot of the time. Oh, I see. Okay. So this bothers you, his behavior? Oh, gosh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Have you expressed that to him? Over and over. Mm -hmm. And is he receptive to that or no? He's happy with everything. You know, he's I happy. bet he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He who has... wouldn't want their cake and eat it too and who would want to change that kind of life? But the question here, darling, is do you want this in your life anymore? No. You no, can't I don't... sit around and wait for somebody else to decide that they're either going to leave you or they're going to stay and change and make you the only person in their life. Yeah. So you have a, you have some looking to do at some deeper stuff to decide, you know, what you want. And you need to claim your power in the sense that you know what you want and you're going to, to strive towards that at all costs. And you're not going to let somebody, you know, tell you or, or you know, be any less than what you should have. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm I'm pretty busy trying to get my projects off the ground, and, and if things um, does that keep you distracted from the pain from your relationship? Um, it does, and mm -hmm. I've tried to make it less important. You know mm -hmm. that it's just the way it is, and and that's uh, you know it just kind of comes with the territory with in in regard to him, and. I don't know. You know, it's, sometimes it's it's just uh, right now it's it's in the chapter of just surviving this whole thing, getting beyond that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we should talk at more at more length and a little deeper into some of the core issues that are going on because I'm getting the sense that this goes way back, way back beyond just your current relationship, way back even to your childhood. Yeah, it could be. You know, and that's something that you may not feel comfortable talking about live on the air to the whole world. <laughs> but yeah. it's certainly something that we can talk about, you know. And you can email me, too, if you like, and, and fill me in a little bit more of your story. And we can certainly set aside some time to chat. But, um, you know, just like we were talking about with your, your money, wanting to double your income, you know, say, do the same thing for your relationship. Write down and be very specific about what kind of relationship you want to have and how you're going to be, and then become that. See, the key to manifesting anything in your life, anything, is to feel like you already have it. Okay. okay. So you want to practice that feeling, and if that's uncomfortable for you, that's okay. It's not, it's not, it's not it, it may be for the first few times that you try to feel that, but feel that. Keep calling in the feeling of already having what you are seeking. Okay? Yeah. And be specific. If you want to have a happy relationship, a fulfilled relationship, he may or may not be the right one for you. And if his behavior isn't something you're willing to accept anymore, then you're going to have to step out into the unknown and see what's out there for you. Absolutely. All right. Well, good luck to you, darling. And, you know, Thank let you. me know. Give me a call back on another show or have a session with me, and we'll go a little deeper into that. Okay? Okay. Thanks. Okay. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. You know, everyone, balancing the four sacred elements of self uh, is lesson number one. We are going to go to break real quick, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to talk about the seven lessons of financial evolution, and they certainly can be applied to every aspect of your life, whether it's relationships or other parts that are in need of healing. I'm Hillary Ramo. You're listening to The Hillary Ramo Show, Matters for Mind, Body, and Spirit Talk Radio. We will be right back after the station break. Okay, well, it seems we're not going to break. <laughs> 
got to love live radio. Um, so we're going to, I guess we're just meant to jump right in. We have a lot of material to cover tonight. Um, so I was talking about balancing the four sacred aspects of self, your physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental sides that have to be healed. And I was talking about if you were driving a car and one of the four wheels went flat, you wouldn't get very far without repairing it. The same goes for weaknesses that exist within one of our four sacred aspects of self. For example, if you are strong in your physical life, connected to spirit, some aspect of spirit, and your mental life is stable, but the minute your emotions are triggered, you tailspin uncontrollably. Then your emotional self is not carrying its weight in regards to balance and productivity. You are, in a sense, driving on four wheels, However, the moment, the minute your emotional wheel hits a bump, it bursts, and the whole car fails to move forward. You're doing, feeling, thinking, and saying all have to match. And your connection to higher consciousness has to be infused within it, like breath emanating the physical body. It does not matter what your connection to spirit, God, higher consciousness is, what matters is that there is, in fact, a connection to a spiritual element in your life in some way. And by the way, I would like to say real quick, we're all free to believe what we want. No one's God is better than someone else's God. And no one should kill another human being in the name of God ever. In fact, in the name of God, I kill you is the furthest thing from a connection to a higher power I can think of. Many of our wars today are being fought over that very sentence. Collectively, we have an unbalanced wheel of self. We as a species fight most over our beliefs, our mental structures, and when we add our spiritual differences, it becomes a melting pot of infused ingredients that creates an energetic parasite that feeds on negativity, hate, and fear. If there was ever another dimension of self, it is the one we create within ourselves. You know, that's a really important thing to think about. And I would like for you guys to, to take a look at your beliefs regarding religion. You know, that parasite that feeds on all that negativity, hate, and fear, we unconsciously add to the collective energetic parasite whose insatiable appetite feeds on our wars, collective mindset of segregation, fear, and hatred. When we look at another human being and see anything other than a miracle of life, something to be honored and loved, nurtured and held, and instead see our own differences. It creates a breeding ground for separation and fear and feeds the collective ego. You see, the first lesson of financial evolution is balancing our four sacred aspects of self so we can uncover our weaknesses where we leak personal power and energy and feed unconsciously the collective parasitic energy in the world today. Evolution begins by seeing our own faults, our own weaknesses, our own hate, fear, and judgment within. It starts by understanding our own shadow side. What do I mean by shadow side? I mean all of those aspects of yourself that are unloved by you. And in order to create the life we want to have, see the life we have created. We have to see the life we've created in order to create the life we want. Okay, does that, I, I, I hope that makes sense because what we choose and how we bring things into our life up until now, up until the right now, has been an intricate process of choosing and free will. And then we have to take a look at what we have created and choose what no longer serves us. We cannot pick up the pieces of our life if we do not know what those pieces are. Taking a look at ourselves and in the four directions, the four sacred aspects of self, we begin to see our own tapestry, our own inner tapestry that we ourselves have chosen to weave up until this point. And now you can choose to change the colors and the textures and the pattern. What does that have to do with money? Everything. You see, in seeing where we lack strength in the four aspects of self when it comes to our relationships with money, we will often find weaknesses and wounds wounds that need healing from our past. You see, everything is connected. There is nothing that stands alone in our own inner dream times. And like a fine spider web, all of what makes us unique is connected by silky strands of energy within us. When we find something within need of healing, that wound that created its effects, the wound that's created there affects all the other parts because we're all connected. 
So when we see clearly our imbalance with our relationship with money, often it becomes a gateway into deeper aspects of self in need of healing. Our beautiful caller was in need of healing in her relationship, and it manifests within her relationship with money. And it happens for every single one of us. It is never about our relationship with money. Our relationship with money is discussed so that the gateways and openings into your energy body can be seen and felt, and then we can get to the real work. And the real work is deep, folks. (laughs) When we understand how to balance what needs balancing, we naturally fall into lesson number two, which I talk about in my new book, Money Matters for Mind, Body, and Spirit, Understanding Your Relationship with Abundance. And lesson number two is harmonizing the four sacred aspects of self. Once you've discovered your wounds and achieved balance and your wheels are working fine, harmony is the next natural result. You begin the process of maintaining that balance. Not an easy thing to do. Now your car has balanced tires, but you also realize you need regular checkups. In order to achieve harmony, you need to check in regularly with yourself to be sure that unconscious wounds and beliefs that we missed in our balancing haven't surfaced and are in fact controlling your reality. It can happen in very fine and subtle ways, I might add, and sometimes it can sneak up on us and we don't even, we're not even really aware that it's happened because it's unconscious. So agreeing with yourself to check in on a regular basis to be sure your life is balanced, harmony is the next natural phase. Once you have a well-oiled machine and are working well on all levels and maintaining that, you are prepared for the road ahead. Your car can go faster. Your car can handle the curves in the road. Moving forward in your life is easier and a natural process once you are fully balanced and harmonized. You raise your vibration and begin to attract to you the people, the situations, and things you have perhaps always wanted but have never been able to manifest before. When we operate in the world, you know, when we operate in the world as wounded people, It keeps our vibration very low. So when we balance and find harmony, we do, in a sense, begin to sing a new life song. The notes are clear and concise, and others hear us singing and are naturally drawn to us. And so it is true with money. Money, folks, is an energetic. It's an energetic, just like you, just like your glass, just like the pen you're holding in your hand, just like whatever it is that you have around you. If there is a belief system inside of us that thinks we do not deserve wealth and happiness, then we will vibrate at that speed and attract to us the exact situations that will affirm that belief. It is basic law of attraction. If we change our life song and begin singing that we are in fact worthy of success and wealth and we clean out our outdated mindsets and thoughts over and over until we harmonize, then that is exactly what we will attract. Because you may think that fixing one of your tires is going to solve the problem, but then, in fact, another aspect of ourself will be triggered along the way when something else comes up, and we have to keep revisiting constantly. And harmonizing is a matter of fine-tuning your self. It's like working on a piano. You keep hitting that note until it's the exact right note. In my work with clients and when I do readings, as I listen to someone speak about their life, a particular situation, I begin to see their energy body and discern holes in their fields where they are leaking personal power and energy. Their words become literally whatever life song they are singing at that particular time. The focus of our time together really is is to discover the whys of the song. Where did you pick up the notes and melody? How did it begin? And then we begin to decompose the song they are currently singing so that it can then become fertilizer for creating a new song. It is a process of cyclic regeneration of self. See, our relationship with money is just simply a mirror into the deeper realms within us that exist whether we are aware of them or not. You know, if you've ever heard a toning fork, when it hits an off note, it's the same when we vibrate at a dysfunctional vibration. We have to first realize the harmony is off and then reset it by silencing it and then restriking it at just the right tone. Our inner harmonies are the same. We all have a reset button. Let me know what you think. Call me. Let's talk about this. 
I want to hear what you think about what I'm saying. <laughs> we can talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. Just give me a call. We just have to learn. You know, speaking of reset button, we just have to learn how to push it. We are going to go to break, I think. <laughs> we'll see what happens. You're listening to The Hillary Ramos Show, Matters for Mind, Body, and Spirit Talk Radio. I will be right back after this short station break. Hi, this is Derek Rydell, author of the new book, There's No Business Like Soul Business, and founder of EnlightenedEntertainer.com. And you are listening to BBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBB
Okay? So you may have to revisit this stuff quite often. You will get to a point where you no longer need the lessons it teaches and you can let it go. No one likes to talk about our shadow sides when we speak about evolution because the very word implies we are moving away from dark places within us, letting them go. I'm going to suggest that you move right into them. At this stage of financial evolution and in trying to figure out what makes your relationship with money tick, you're going to discover places within you that are dark and moldy, places that scream your insecurities and dish out your own self-judgments. You are, in fact, standing at the doorway of the underworld, your own underworld, screaming demons in the dark filled with terror and fear, dramatic perhaps, but this energetic creates a controlling force in our lives and it is always searching out the light. It takes great courage to walk into that place within you to face yourself and your greatest fears. It is the only way to move through what holds you back from living a bliss-filled and abundant life. You can change our thoughts on the surface, but if you don't dig deep and find the entrance to your own underworld and begin to explore the halls of a mentee that live within you, you will not change the subconscious beliefs that sabotage your life every chance they get. So the motives that hold you back, folks, stem from within and are created energetically by these inner shadow forces. You have to become shapeshift, if you will, into a courageous warrior in faith your own inner demons. It is much easier to blame others for your life and situations, to look outside of ourselves to seek answers as well as for sources of our pain. But nothing exists on the inside that does not, I'm sorry, let me take, let me change, sorry. Nothing exists on the outside that does not exist first on the inside. Nothing. Being a courageous warrior means you commit to clearing old energies, old pain, and committing to defending your own healing at all costs. Many would rather stay in their comfort zones, never venturing into the unknown. Even if what they know is pain-filled and causes suffering, it is suffering they know. They would rather make excuses and stay right where they are because facing what they fear most seems completely unbearable to them. And at all costs, they choose not to face their ultimate fear, which is usually fear of change. Choosing to bring change into your life means facing uncontrollable and often, very very much so, self-created monsters. Slaying them and moving through your own underworld means you eventually come out of the tunnels into the light again. Some call it the dark night of the soul. Knowing yourself at a much deeper level allows for you to be more aware of when you are out of balance and your harmonic needs shifting. Lesson three is a vital part of changing your relationship with anything. You have to be willing to move into places that make you uncomfortable, places that desperately need your light of inner looking to grow. They are unhealed aspects of ourselves crying out to be healed, and being a courageous warrior means choosing to bring light to the darkest of corners within. The journey is treacherous, yet the rewards are life-changing. Lesson four, we move into being and living the compassion and generous spirit that we truly are. Once we have made peace with ourselves, only then can we make peace with our relationships. And I mean your relationship with anything, money, people, whatever it is, whatever you want to put into that blank. We can only make peace with that once we have made peace with ourselves. Once we have conquered our good enemies, our inner demons, who have taught us much about ourselves, we can then move into a place of compassion. We have compassion for ourselves and understand the dynamics of who we are and why we have lived this way up until now. You know, we understand and forgive those in our life that have hurt us because we make the connection that all is a lesson for higher learning and a vessel to move us along in the never-ceasing movement of evolving. If you can imagine yourself walking up a spiral staircase, never knowing what is around the corner, and every step you take creates a harmonic sound unique and individual to you, you begin to create not only a new harmonic vibration within yourself, but a symphony of sorts begins to be composed. We have decomposed our old songs of being stuck, and as we move forward, each step we take on the journey upward creates a unique sound solely for you and your life path. You begin to hear the celestial sounds that lift you now that your feet are no longer cemented to one place. You're no longer stuck. Movement is the key to allowing compassion 
into our lives, movement around the wheel of self, creating a balanced flow, a new life song or harmonic, and having the courage to allow the unknown to come into your life. You learn to be kind to yourself, kind to your life, kind to the choices you've made. The mistakes and the achievements are equally celebrated. All of it becomes sacred because you begin to see the bigger picture, the greater symphony. Making the connection that money is only a tool in your life, that money is a way to achieve what you are meant to do with your life, puts that back into perspective and allows you to begin to see that it is not really about money. Your relationship with it shows you a roadmap into your own deeper healing. It tricks you, in a sense, into seeing it with clarity. Once you have compassion for yourself, you then begin to have compassion for others. You have seen and acknowledged your own faults and can then better understand yourself, therefore better understanding other people. Releasing self-judgment releases judgment of others. Money is put back into a place that no longer controls our lives because we now see a bigger purpose for ourselves. And as we harmonize at a higher vibration, we can then attract and manifest money as needed without any unhealthy cycles or attachments. Sounds easy enough. (laughs) But it's not. It's hard. It's easy, but it's hard. It's, it's a very tricky thing. You then begin to empower yourself. And being empowered, and a necess- being empowered is a necessary part of evolution, is living in a balanced and harmonious way, facing our fears, conquering our own inner limitations, learning how to draw to us what we need as co-creators of our life, means we begin to see ourselves as worthy and loved. Self-love is the key to living a life as a compassionate and generous spirit. Only when you love all aspects of yourself can you move into a place where generosity becomes second nature because it is empowered with compassion. You learn healthy boundaries, you know who you are, and you respect all life, including money. Once you've naturally, then after that, you naturally move into lesson number five, which I call living a life of joy. When you are truly happy, you do not spend money on wasteful things. All spending and other financial transactions are done fully present and with solid grounding. You are fully balanced and functioning at a harmonic harmonic that creates life. You have embraced your courage and you move from a place of self-love and can then discern what is right for your path and what is not. Your dreams are your own, your mindset's aligned with your higher self, and your life begins to change. Your heart is empowered, and you move from a centered and balanced place. You move into the center of the wheel. All aspects functioning in accordance to your life's purpose. You begin to live truly a life of joy. You vibrate to the harmonic of love. Money comes easily and effortlessly because you have cleared the lower vibrations and now recognize them as soon as they appear in your life, and you courageously face them head-on every time never allowing them to reclaim their place in your inner universe. Living a life of joy, you will then begin to go into what I call lesson number six, creating sacred space within your life. Order becomes balanced and money becomes a sacred tool to achieve your dreams. The physical aspects of money are in order and easily managed because the importance of money has taken its proper place, its proper place within your life. You know, your emotional attachments have been cleared and you now live and move from a place of joy instead of fear. Your higher self is aligned with your actions and you now know your place in the world. Creating sacred space means that your surroundings now match what's inside of you. It is like cleaning out a closet, which, by the way, is a very spiritual act, I might add. (laughs) So if you want to be spiritual, clean out something in your house. Everything has its proper place in the universe, including you and including your money. Create a beautiful surrounding, light candles, play music, fill it with what inspires you. You know, depression is often caused by a lack of inspiration in your life. You've depressed the sound of your inner life song that naturally yearns to be expressed and heard. When you live a life of joy, you are singing a symphony of life, and the expression of that is what you surround yourself with. You don't need a lot of money to do it either. It may be as simple as cleaning and clearing your current space, reorganizing it, adding a plant or two, playing harmonious music that lifts your spirits and inspires your heart. 
Creating sacred space creates sacred order. Sacred order means money then becomes a sacred tool, here to help you build the life that expresses you in your highest potential. Finally, we come to lesson number seven. Uh, and lesson number seven is called the path of beauty. Once we have gone through all of that, we've taken a look at what we need to balance in our four sacred aspects of self. We have learned to harmonize our own new life song. We can continuously go back and fine-tune it by becoming the courageous warrior. You know, then you begin to move out and to really understand what compassion and being a generous spirit means because you're sharing you. You're sharing your own love because you have it within yourself. It illuminates you from within, and it shines, and people are drawn to it. And then you begin to live aligned with all of that, and you create joy because you are joy. And then when you become that and you embrace it and you feel it to every bone of your body, you begin to create sacred space around you, and then soon enough your very presence creates sacred space. You become what you seek, and you begin to learn to live the path of beauty. All of the above creates a sense of beauty in your life. You live fully in the present moment, fully grounded, strong in who you are, knowing clearly what your dream is and what your life purpose is. And then money becomes an ally in achieving that. You then give back to the world, adding to the sense of beauty as a compassionate and generous soul living its divine expression in the purest of vibrations, healing self and others, and shining your light for others to follow. So that, folks, are the seven lessons of financial evolution. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Hillary Ramos Show, Matters for Mind, Body, and Spirit Talk Radio, and I'm speaking about the seven lessons of financial evolution as written about in my new book, Money Matters for Mind, Body, and Spirit, Understanding your relationship with abundance. We could all do that after the station break. Hi, this is Niles McClower for the new show, Why Life Is, right here on Friday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Now on BBS Radio... Why Life Is answers a vast number of questions and explores the demystifying of metaphysics and spirituality. Just a fraction of what we will cover are such subjects as detailed explanations of the afterlife, what the meaning of life is, and what intelligent life is like in other worlds. This is a show many of you have been waiting for to hear and participate in as well. Why Life Is has been on the air broadcasting for nearly three years and is now available on BBS Radio in prime time on Friday nights at 7 p.m. Hi, this is Jeff Van Vondren from A&E's Show Intervention, and you're listening to bbsradio.com. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Joe Vitale. I'm one of the stars of the hit movie, The Secret, and I'm the author of way too many books to even list here, including The Attractor Factor and Life's Missing Instruction Manual. You're listening to BBS Radio, so fasten your seatbelts, get ready to be inspired and informed. You're in for a wild ride. There are many types of storable foods, but how about a superfood that contains every nutrient that the human body needs for survival? 50% protein, 300 milligrams of potassium per ounce, and calcium and magnesium for your heart and bones, with many more nutrients found in this incredible food source that the government does not want you to have. This product is available in powder, seeds, and oil, and is shipped free to your door in the U.S. This product is illegal to grow in the U.S., but is legal to import. Don't waste time thinking about storing food. Plan ahead and prepare for yourself and your family now and be in control of your destiny. You can save and invest your money, but in the end, food will be your greatest asset. Remember what the Word of God says in Ezekiel 7.19. Call 908-691-2608 and see what the powder, seeds, and oil can do for you. Remember, food will be your greatest asset. Call 908-691-2608. This product does not contain THC. Call 908-691-2608 today. 
Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Hillary Ramo. Thank you for joining me this hour. I've really enjoyed talking with you, and I hope that you have gotten something from what I've shared with you this evening. Take what calls to you and leave the rest. I never try to tell anyone what to believe. So whatever calls to you, please enjoy, and whatever doesn't, just just leave. <laughs> I'm discussing part two of my new book, Money Matters for Mind, Body, and Spirit, Understanding Your Relationship with Abundance. We've talked tonight about the seven lessons of financial evolution, and I highly encourage you to go back and listen to the archive, um, not only of part one, but again of this evening's show, and forward it on to people who you may think may need it or may may want to get something from it because it's never about money. I can't say that enough. You know, somebody says, oh, you wrote a book about money. And I said, no, it's not about money. Money is simply a gateway into our inner dimensions, into the inner universes that we have within that teach us something about ourselves on other levels. You know, going over what we learned tonight, we discussed balancing the four sacred elements of self, the physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental sides, and how that teaches us about what we need to heal inside of us. Lesson number two was harmonizing the four sacred aspects of self, like tires on a car, if they're in good shape and they're all completely strong, you harmonize and move forward in your life. And the harmonizing creates a new life song for you, raises your vibration and attracts things to your life that you want to change. Lesson number three is being the courageous warrior, Facing our imperfections, folks, and observing our weaknesses and learning from those weaknesses, how to go back and what needs to be balanced. And I, I applaud you because doing this work is tough, it's hard, and it takes a big commitment to yourself. And you're worth it, so do it. It takes great courage to walk inside that place of you. Lesson number four is compassion and the generous spirit because after we have learned to navigate the inner places within us that hold our wounds and our pain and find the root and core of our suffering in life, we then begin to live what's called compassion and the generous spirit, because once we have forgiven ourselves for our own indiscrepancies, we then can move out into the world and forgive others. So then we move into lesson number five, living a life of joy, my favorite thing. (laughs) When you're truly happy, Money then becomes, it takes its appropriate place in your life, and you come from a place of a higher vibration. Your dreams are your own, your mindsets are aligned with your higher self, and things begin to change and move forward. Money comes easily and effortlessly because you've cleared the lower vibrations. Living a life of joy will then be called, then you'll be called to create sacred space within your life, and you begin to change the landscape of your life because the inner landscape has changed. And finally, we come to lesson number seven, the path of beauty. You begin to walk it, breathe it, own it. You've become it. You feel it on every fiber of your body. Thank you for joining me this hour. I would love to hear from you. If you have any feedback or thoughts, please contact me on my homepage right here on BBS Radio. I would love to hear from you. There is also still time to join me on my Equinox Celebration Tour in Egypt. And all the details can be found on my website as well. Until next time, everyone, live well, sending you all love and light. Namaste.